2: or text WONDERYPOD to 500,
3: 500
4: Tonight, it was ugly.
3: Amber Heard grilled over her audio tape admission about abusing Johnny Depp.
4: I did do and say horrible regrettable things
3: could her today show sit down spell more legal trouble for the star
5: she has reiterated her claims that got her in this situation in the first place then brad
3: pitt interviewed by his ex brad pitt and i had just broken up his love confession to gwyneth paltrow plus justin bieber's face paralyzed is it curable i can't smile on
4: this side of my face
3: and tyler perry on being caught in the middle of the will smith chris rock oscar slap oh are you kidding me Plus, Jennifer Lopez sounds off on her Oscar snub and sharing the halftime stage. This
4: is the worst idea in the world.
3: E.T. starts now. The trial is over, but clearly Amber Heard is not done talking. Welcome to Entertainment Tonight. Nichelle Turner is off. Amber called her relationship with Johnny Depp toxic with allegations of drugs, alcohol abuse, and self-harm. Now, Amber is doubling down on her
4: testimony and defending her truth all over again. In the closing arguments, the Depp lawyers called your testimony the performance of a lifetime. I just want Johnny to leave me alone, says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. Do you stand by your testimony and your accusations against Johnny Depp about? abuse of course to my dying day will stand by every word of my testimony Johnny wax me in the face. He and says does never hit you he never can't. is yeah. that a lie. Yes, it is.
3: Amber blasted Johnny again saying she stands by her claim that he abused her,
4: you know, I made a lot of mistakes a lot of mistakes. But a voice told the truth. The truth is the word yes, and that was the issue and that's all I spoke and I spoke it to power and I paid the price.
3: The price, while Amber was ordered to pay Johnny $10.35 million in damages after losing the defamation case. But after doubling down on the Today Show this morning, there's speculation that Johnny could sue her again.
5: There is always a concern that she could go over the line and get herself in trouble yet again. Legal
3: expert Julie Rendleman says another Depp lawsuit is possible, but not likely.
5: Number one, Amber Heard has already indicated she can't pay for the defamation verdict she already lost.
4: Is she able to pay a $10.4 million judgment? Oh no,
5: absolutely not. And more importantly, I think Johnny Depp recognizes the jury has spoken in his favor and the court of public opinion supports him.
3: Amber's team is planning an appeal. The Today Show will air more of her sit down tomorrow and Friday night it will be featured on a special dateline.
4: I would not blame the average person for looking at this and how it's been covered and not think that it is Hollywood brats at at their worst. I did do and say horrible, regrettable things throughout my relationship and it was ugly and could be very beautiful. It was very, very toxic we were awful to each other.
3: And that's the truth. By the way, kudos to Savannah Guthrie, who I think did a fantastic job navigating and handling this interview. All right, now, can we move on to a couple of exes who still like each other? Yes, please. Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> they
5: liked each other so much, they had the same haircut back in the day. <laughs> and 25 years after their split, Gwyneth interviewed her former fiance for Goop. Their wild new chat is up first in tonight's Know and Tell. Brad, it's lovely to have you as a friend now. Gwyneth, it is. Brad, and I do love you. Gwyneth, I love you so much.
2: I got engaged. That's one of the greatest moments of my life.
5: Yeah, Goop took us right back to those 1997 matching haircuts. And when Gwyneth brought up their split, saying, quote, we didn't get married, unfortunately, Brad replied laughing, oh, man, everything works out, doesn't it? Gwyneth's response, yes, it does. I finally found the Brad I was supposed to marry. It just took me 20 years. Well, these exes are working together. Paltrow posting this beaming shot of Brad wearing a unisex button-down from his new joint fashion venture called God's True Cashmere, which made Goop's Father's Day gift guide. And the cost? Around two grand each. Next, Justin Bieber's health update after revealing his partial facial paralysis.
6: I can't smile
4: on this side of my face.
5: Less than 72 hours after announcing he has Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, the singer assured fans each day has gotten better. The curable condition is treated by antiviral drugs, pain relievers, and steroids. And Justin says he's coping by leaning on faith, which, quote, has given me peace during this horrific storm that I'm facing. And right now, Britney's ex is facing charges of felony stalking after crashing her wedding.
0: It's a very serious matter. Bail will
5: be set at 100,000 for Mr. Alexander. Do you understand those terms? No. That's Jason Alexander appearing virtually from jail, pleading not guilty to various charges after his arrest at Britney's home just hours before her I do's.
7: Oh, I'm here to crash the wedding, bro.
5: Jason, who prosecutors say was armed with a knife, was ordered to stay at least 100 yards away from Spears for three years. As for Britney and Sam, the newlyweds are moving on and moving in to a gated community near her other ex, Kevin Federline. Give me, give me. The home is more than 11,000 square feet and worth $11.8 million. Our source says Kfed was, quote, surprised that in all of the gated communities, Britney and Sam decided to choose the same one that Kevin lives in. And finally, Blue Ivy brushes off her famous dad on live TV.
1: The one and only
5: Jay-Z! Yep, that's Beyonce and Jay-Z's lookalike 10-year-old adorably embarrassed on the Jumbotron at last night's Game 5 of the NBA Finals. The pre seemed to say, Dad, my hair, as she pulled away, which got the beehive buzzing, posting comments like, Blue Ivy is Beyonce personified.
4: He ain't
6: no
5: now, of course, Jay-Z was the creative director behind J-Lo and Shakira's 2020 Super Bowl halftime show. Everybody over here, let's get... And Jennifer's feelings are now getting real loud about the decision to feature the two singers as co-headliners. This is the worst
6: idea in the world, to have two people do a Super
5: Bowl. I'm real, I thought I told you. While many took that as a diva dig against Shakira, in JLo's new Netflix doc, Halftime, out today, she explains the concern was about splitting their short window of time on stage. They said 12 minutes. If it was gonna be a double headliner, they should've given us 20 minutes.
1: It was an insult to say you needed two Latinas to do the job that one artist historically has done.
5: J.Lo also revealed a behind-the-scenes secret about daughter Emmy's Super Bowl cameo. Born in the USA. J.Lo first envisioned Bruce Springsteen taking the stage, and apparently had a tough time getting Shakira on board. She's like, I wasn't born in the U.S. I see, yeah, but everybody loves to sing that song. J.Lo also gets real about her hustler's Oscar snub. And everybody kept talking about it. So I picked up my phone. She was like, I hate these. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I got my hopes up because so many people were telling me I would be. And then it didn't happen.
5: And fiancé Ben Affleck is in the doc talking about the racism Jennifer faced during her rise to fame.
7: I said to her once,
1: doesn't this bother you? And she said, I'm Latina,
7: I'm a woman. I I expected this. I
5: love seeing Ben featured in the doc as well. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment. Now, we all know J.Lo's bestie is Leah Remini, and our Denny Directo is exclusively on set as Leah prepares to make her So You Think You Can Dance judging debut tomorrow on Fox. She's Matthew Morrison's replacement yeah. Yeah. as the show celebrates 300 episodes. Your girl J.Lo, she obviously was a judge on a dance competition show as well. Did you reach out for any advice? Did you- need advice. No. Like, you know- No! It was an easy yes.
8: No, I would call her and say, I have some notes. She was like, don't send me because I don't care what you think. <laughs> What was your reaction when you got that call? Yeah, makes sense. Why wouldn't I be judging? Yeah. I mean, it does make sense. You... Yeah, because I love dancing. I love dancers. I love dance shows. Well,
7: how do you feel about Leah into the mix now?
8: She's hilarious. She's amazing. She is an artist.
7: She
1: offers honesty. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's not there's nothing wrong with somebody being like, hey, I don't
3: know the technical aspects of this, but I can tell you how I felt as a, as a fellow artist. And that's what we're looking for. Oh, you're going to get honesty, and that's what's going to make her a great judge. All right, congratulations, meanwhile, to Tyler Perry, who was honored last night at the world-famous Apollo Theater. But the big headline, his new revelations about the moments after the Oscar slap and Will Smith's current state of mind.
7: (laughs) Oh,
2: wow! Wow!
1: When we walked over to him, he was devastated. He couldn't believe what happened. He couldn't believe he did it.
3: Two and a half months after the slap heard round the world, Tyler spoke about it for the first time with Gail King at a Tribeca Film Festival event.
1: I left early to go and check on Chris because it was wrong in no uncertain terms and I made sure I said that to Will.
8: Were you comforting him in that moment?
1: I was was making sure there's a difference between comforting and de-escalating. Being friends with both of them has been very difficult.
3: As for Will's current state of mind.
1: The key is very much in reflection of trying to figure out what happened.
3: We were with Tyler last night at the Apollo Theater Spring Gala, where he was being honored with the Impact Award.
1: This historic place, the lives, the souls, the dreams that came through this place, and and to be honored here, it's really, really amazing. I'd like to give a half million dollars to, to make sure that this place continues to grow and thrive.
3: Miss Felicia Rashad and Samuel L. Jackson were among those in attendance. SNL's Keenan Thompson was MC for the night. He told us in spite of fellow cast members like Kate McKinnon and Pete Davidson leading the show, he has no plans to quit anytime soon.
1: If I felt like I was, you know, overstaying my welcome or unwanted, then I would, like, show myself the door. We're at least trying to get to the 50th because that's going to be a special year, you know what I mean? And then after that, it's like, I don't know
3: exactly how long I can do it. There is no reason for Keenan to ever leave. All right, coming up, Top Gun Maverick star Miles Teller and his unexpected social media takeover. All right, let's go. How his wife helped turn him into a viral sensation, plus a look at his new film with a Top Gun and a superhero connection.
8: I think Chris's Marvel connection has been a little more fruitful than, <laughs> than mine, and I say
7: that because I saw his house.
3: And we're with another Marvel man, Chris Evans. (laughs) Um, Nailed it. Why his link to Tim Allen goes beyond taking over his Buzz Lightyear. That was
2: utterly terrifying.
3: Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what, if you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com.
4: I've never really
8: experienced something like this in my life. I, you know, Tom, before I signed on to this, he did, he tried to lay out what it would, what it would be like. It's a really good feeling. What's almost as big as the near billion dollars Mavericks made at the box office? Teller talk, thanks to Miles Teller's wife, Kelly.
6: How does this? i make a cup of coffee. <laughs> Dude, a... Cut my life into pieces.
8: Are you even aware of it or are you just out there having a good time? not real i mean i know my wife i'll just see her on her phone and then she'll start cracking up if it brings people into the you know in the theater that's all good yeah we doubt miles minds the extra attention he worked hard for those abs and now he's linking up with thor himself chris hemsworth did you discuss your marvel connection at all i think chris's marvel connection has been a little more fruitful <laughs> and then than mine, and I say that because I saw his house. In Spiderhead, which premieres Friday on Netflix, Miles is an inmate, Chris runs the prison and injects the inmates with behavior altering drugs. That's right, Chris plays the bad guy.
1: The freedom I had with this character to do things that were unexpected and different. Um, was was such a joy. Beautiful people get away with too much, and I say that
8: having benefited myself from time to time. So when you and Elsa sit down and you both have movies on Netflix, what is it you decide to watch? My (laughs) film, your film, my film, your film. My kids
1: own the remote most of the time, so it's whatever they got on, yeah.
8: Now to another Chris, Chris Evans and his puppy love for Dog Dodger.
0: All of a sudden, Dodger becomes a little, like, who the hell are you? The superhero star sounds off about his new
3: scene stealer.
0: He nailed it, didn't he?
3: Then... Can I say it? E.T.'s iconic TV dad series continues with Family Matters patriarch Reginald Bell Johnson sharing unexpected stories about the beloved sitcom. Working with him was a challenge. Plus, Kermit the Frog's new primetime gig. Sorry, I got carried away.
5: up the carpet, a dapper Chris Evans and his Lightyear co-stars Taika Waititi and Kiki Palmer all smiles at the movie's London premiere, and also a happy belated birthday to Chris, who turned 41 just yesterday.
8: Yes, and fun fact, LZ, Chris shares his birthday with Tim Allen, the original voice of Buzz Lightyear. Chris telling me he's grateful to be adding his voice to Lightyear's legacy. Ready, Captain Lightyear?
0: Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This was actually pretty intimidating, you know, because obviously Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear, and uh, it's tough to try and fill those shoes. I'm using what he did as a blueprint. He is Buzz Lightyear, and he will always be Buzz Lightyear. To infinity. And beyond! I want to talk about Socks for a second,
8: this robot cat that everybody's chatting about. I know you're a dog guy. How would Dodger
0: get on with Socks? God, oh, with Socks, he'd be great. He'd (laughs) be great. But I've always debated, I mean, Dodger loves playing with dogs. But the few times in my life, if I've, you know, dog sat for another dog, when it comes time for bed and the dog's crawling to bed, all of a sudden, Dodger becomes a little like, you know, who the hell are you? And, And Get out of here. Also,
8: teaming up with Buzz in this space mission, Uzo Aduba as his longtime commander, and Kiki Palmer as a space ranger in training. If we could explore any other character in the Toy Story universe, is there any anybody you, you would like to explore? Anybody? Woody. I,
6: I would love to see Woody's gorgeous mm-hmm. story. I'm curious about the Mr. Potato Head, cool, awesome. gotta say. As
8: for Chris's next project, he's starring alongside Ana de Armas and Ryan Gosling in The Gray Man, Netflix's most expensive movie ever must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash stash.
0: Well, obviously there's the mustache. Oh, I mean, that which would be all you is a gift, okay, yeah, yeah. please. I'm uh, very happy
8: with the Chris Evans mustache. It's yeah, fantastic. it's really fun. <laughs> it's fun to play a
0: villain. It's fun to play ops as someone as uh, talented and magnetic as Ryan. I'm really excited for that one. I'm just excited for the mustache. I love a good
8: mustache. How Let me just you?
3: tell you something right now. We should never go back to that look.
8: And oh, I don't even know what on. that
3: is. That's oh no, good no, no, no. You. You it looks like back. I ate a house. Um, this is, by the way, the perfect segue to our iconic TV Dad series because this man right here has a solid mustache too. Michelle Turner sitting down with Mr. Winslow from Family Matters, the one and only Reginald Bell Johnson.
6: It's a rare condition. Iconic TV Dad. How does that make you feel? Old. <laughs> oh, I missed you so much today, Daddy. Oh, I missed you too. The TGIF classic first premiered in 1989 and went on to air nine seasons. But audiences were first introduced to Carl and Harriet Winslow, played by Joe Marie Payton, in Perfect Strangers.
2: And action. Forget the eggs.
6: <laughs>
1: we never had an argument or anything on the set.
6: The same can't be said of Joe Marie and Jaleel White, who played Steve Urkel. You better check that attitude at the door.
2: He didn't have the etiquette that maybe I and some others had. He actually wanted to physically
6: fight me, and I was going to whip his behind.
1: There were some moments when he was a little difficult, but um, overall, I have nothing but good memories for for him.
6: So while Family Matters was Jaleel's breakout role, Reginald's was in 1988 playing a different sort of cop.
1: I'm kind of busy right now. I'll talk to you later. Ow, what's wrong?
6: You were cast as Sergeant Al Powell. Yes. In Die Hard. Yes. Would you call that your breakthrough role?
1: Yes, of yeah. course.
6: A behind-the-scenes secret: Reginald wasn't the first casting choice.
1: Can I say it? You can say it. it was supposed to be Gene Hackman. <laughs> really? Yes, it was. But, uh, but something happened and he didn't do it. It was the last day of, uh, of the casting. When I went and came into the room, it was uh, Wesley Snipes, and I said, Wes, how hey, you cool, you know? So he said, Well, I said, Well, I said, well how can you go first? So he went first, and I. I listened at the door to him auditioning me. <laughs> now you know, Wesley, I did that. So Bruce Willis, he said, oh, well, let's get that guy. Uh-huh. And he pointed me out, and, and that's how I got the role. But, you know, ah. no one knows that. You got yourself a good man.
6: Sadly, Bruce recently announced his retirement from acting due to the degenerative brain disease aphasia. Any just words of encouragement or love or support to him?
1: He's the best actor to work with, and I appreciate what he gave me and what he, he did in the film, and I wish him nothing but the best.
6: Listen, we are all
3: rooting for Bruce. All right, we go from family matters to family ties. Tomorrow, my one-on-one with iconic TV dad, Michael Gross. Here's a question. Does he keep in touch with his TV kids and the real reason the show ended after seven seasons? It was such a fun conversation. All right, coming up, why it isn't easy being green for this Hollywood icon. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Tomorrow on ET, only one show is with Tom Brady. All right, we got to go back to square one. Why the goat is roasting himself. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Now, before we go, Holy Moly airs tonight on ABC, and it will have some very special guests. The Muppets, and this one's big for me. Kermit the Frog is joining us. Hey there, Kevin. How are you doing? Kermit, how are you? Oh, man, I am doing great. How much fun are you having on the Holy Moly team? It's the most fun that you can have uh without wearing pants. I, I almost never wear pants, so I'm having a great time. How good are your golf skills? It's not that easy being green, as they say. <laughs> cool. uh, especially when your when your eyeballs look like golf balls. Mmm. Uh, Kermit, before you go, yeah. gimme a little E T theme. Oh, you got it. Come on. <laughs>